Welcome to episode seven of the Throwing Bagels podcast. Uh, we are joined, as always, by Jason Hamer. Jason, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. And Kevin Mooney. Kevin. Hi, Chris. I hope you guys are well. Uh, yes. We have a very hope special you're well. guest. Uh, we are very well, yes. <laughs> we have a very special guest today. Uh, I think we can call this man another friend of the show. And I think he's harder to get a hold of than the president of the United States. I'm pretty sure. Uh, it is uh, none other than the mayor of Fargo, Dominic Izzo. Dom, welcome to the show. How are you today? Boys, this is an honor. I uh, I, I feel terrible that you say that, but uh, you were in March, which is just a crazy time of year for anybody who loves local TV sports like myself. But uh uh, I, it's, it's a joy. I, I listened when you guys had Joe on, I, I listened to your first episode. It just, it immediately took me back to everything from producing weekly soccer with Chris, oh, to, boy. <laughs> uh, Kevin and I doing hockey to Jason and I from our first year at WTOP in 1997, which, oh my God, is 26 years ago. <laughs> um, which is crazy. Like I still have that horrendous sweater that they brought out on the blooper reel my freshman year of college. So um, it's just awesome. The fact you guys are doing this was just is just really really neat. Well, we we really appreciate you coming on. We appreciate the kind words, and yeah, I mean we're we're very excited to have you on tonight. Uh, I, I guess we'll get right to it here. Uh, you're in Sioux Falls right now, yeah. uh, covering North Dakota State basketball team the men's basketball team i should specify uh they're coming up against the uh south dakota state jackrabbits one of my favorite names in college sports of course um they've played them really tough this year they beat them uh at home and it was a five-point loss away at south dakota state what are the chances of an upset here march madness baby oh listen to you i love all the research you've done on summit league basketball you are you've, you've impressed me here uh by the way the summit league used to have the best nicknames in the entire country you have bison we have, by the way, they have to pronounce it that way. I'm sure you guys all know that now with the NFL success, yeah. but I learned that my second day on the job that uh, I thought I was going to be fired when I pronounced it bison. Um, <laughs> it's not that. Um, we have uh, bison, jackrabbits, which is the only one in the country. South Dakota State is that. We used to have Fort Wayne in the league. They were the mastodons. Um, Centenary was in the league. They're the, the gentlemen. Western Illinois Gentlemen, is the leather wow. is the leathernecks, which is the only one. It's just fantastic. Anyway, um, it. It, it very well could, but uh, Sioux Falls is an hour south of Brookings. That's where South Dakota State's campus is. So this is a home game for the Jacks tonight. There's going to be ten thousand fans here. The Bison know that, um, and that will not do them any favors. NDSU is playing with a really young team. They have four freshmen. They have one stud that you guys will hear of soon, and Grant Nelson, who is already. Uh, kind of getting the NBA draft attention as, as the unicorn here. Seth Davis did a whole piece on him from The Athletic a couple weeks ago, which we've had NFL attention in Fargo. We've never had NBA mm -hmm. attention. This is a whole mm -hmm. other uh, animal that's going to be really interesting over the next couple months. But it'll be fun. These two teams, it's the best rivalry. You guys saw they played in the FCS championship game on ABC. The Jackrabbits finally beat the Bison in football uh, to win their first national championship. It is a intense right is it oswego plattsburgh i don't know but it's pretty darn good for this part of the world i mean that's uh impressive how what is that rivalry like is there a big rivalry between north dakota state and south dakota state i mean you know these two states going back well, right right below right above and below each other you know football so, basketball so originally jay it was ndsu and und university of north dakota which is in grand forks about 70 miles north of fargo they 
despised one another. They played each other for 100 years, and then NDSU decided to move up to Division One in 2003. UND waited, and they stopped playing football against one another. There are still hard feelings now, 20-some-odd years from that. In that stead, South Dakota State came in. They invented a trophy, a traveling trophy for football. It's called the Dakota Marker, and it's these 70-pound granite quartz that actually line the state border between North Dakota and South Dakota. I tried to pick one of these up. I almost broke my arm. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not even close to like the Stanley cup or anything like that. And in, so in that stead, now SDSU has become the rival, the, the kids that are playing now for all these sports, they have grown up despising NDSU or SDSU. It's not UND and it's, it's fascinating to see. And SDSU is going to have a guy in the NFL draft and Tucker craft here uh, in, a, in next month. Uh, they're producing NFL guys. It's it's fantastic. It really is. It's it's really interesting. And this tonight, I wish it was around later, so it's to go to the NCAA tournament. But we're, this will have to do for tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, you mentioned the uh, Oswego Plattsburgh rivalry, of course. Uh, just uh, over this past weekend, the Plattsburgh uh, State men's ice hockey team defeated Oswego in the SUNYAC championship, and Plattsburgh moves on to the uh, NCAA tournament and. Dom, I'm sure you've witnessed quite a few of those matchups back, uh, back growing <laughs> up at Oswego, right? I, so here's the best part. I mean, I called, was it three of them, three SUNYAC championship game losses to Plattsburgh State. Chris oh. was there with me for one of them. Oh, he antagonized goodness, yeah. the entire Plattsburgh State fan base in December would, of 2000. I would never do such a which thing. Which was fantastic. Uh, up in the booth, and Chris got, I thought we were going to, I don't know if we were going to get out of there with our lives then, but um, <laughs> it's... It is fantastic to to still see that play out. Here we are, and you guys know from being there, those nights were so special. They were so awesome. The fact we would come on the radio and do a four-hour pregame show for not, you know, just for that, and then the hockey game itself. It was those are supercharged nights. And I do we we still have that kind of feel like when the Bison and SDSU played in football this year. It was number one versus number two in the country at the Fargo Dome, which had never happened before in the 30 year history of the building. And it was, there was some juice then. It reminded me of, of those games that we did way back then. And um, it's just fun. It's fun to see that still go. And I know Chris uh, had a photo, fo- tweeted out a photo or a Facebook photo of, of the crowd that night. And uh, it's awesome. I have yet to see a game in the new building. Which oh is my just, goodness. Uh, it's really? a travesty, but my schedule in the winter time, yeah. I can't really go yeah. anywhere. Um, I've been inside it. It looks fantastic when I've gone home in the summertime and I don't get home as much as I used to anymore, but it looks fantastic. I miss the old barn. I still, when I go home and I drive past Rodney and see what it is now, it's like, man, that, that was some special memories in there. Well, I have some bad news for you, Dom. The atmosphere is not even close to Rodney. I bet. I I bet not. I bet it's very, very collegial. It's very collegial and just not as just not as intense. Yeah. Sanitized and yes. plain. Yes. And you know, the hey, student this, section is not even close to what it was. That's uh, too bad. That that was really my favorite is. part. A of going over and seeing the students. We would yeah. always take a bets on the air, but the set we'll get the puck to center ice. I actually won a couple of those on air. I remember that. But that was the best part. That was the best part was the right. lead up to the game. Yep. And then the actual when the game happened, sometimes it was a letdown. To what we did for three hours beforehand on the radio and on TV. <laughs> we there was a band like when back yes! in those days yeah. we yeah. had there was a band yes! in Romney at during the hockey yes! games that made a difference. It did. Oh, huge! And it was yeah. so loud because it would reverberate yeah. off the walls because of the airport <laughs> hangar. It would the sound would reverberate off of that. It was oh, it was fantastic. 
We should bring a band back. I think they got to yeah, do it. I agree. They Kevin and I were on the, on the top yeah. level or something like that, you know, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Kevin and I were saying that over the weekend. Like, why isn't there a band here? Like, <laughs> it would be great. How great would that be? Fantastic. That would be so good. We have a pep band, don't we? I think so. I don't good know. Question. I don't know. We got to check on that. We'll get back to you on that one. Monic. Dom, you're an Oswego native. I mean, growing up in that town, how how big was was the hockey team then? Like when you were in elementary school, junior high, high school, did you go to yeah. a lot of the games? And I I did start in high school because our high school mm-hmm. team, Oswego High, was the team growing up. That was that was the one I because I had friends who played. I never played because I wasn't had. I don't have an athletic bone in my body, but. Um, <laughs> It was that was the team to follow growing up. And then when I got to high school and a couple of my high school buddies were going to go play for the Lakers. And I remember my freshman year of high school was the first time I went to see a, a Laker game. Like, holy cow, because in those days, Oswego High also played at Romney. So we played our games uh, there, which was a much different environment. And then I went to a college. Game. Oh, my, is this the same building? Like it didn't even <laughs> seem the same environment whatsoever. And it was just it, you knew it was the thing to do without football. And it's hard to describe to people out here that my college doesn't we don't play football because that's yeah. the thing out here it's just it, it is people look at me like really you didn't have a football team it's 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 like the game uh that's going on before us oral roberts is playing saint thomas which is in saint paul oral roberts doesn't have football basketball mm-hmm. is their thing at their school it, and that was it's very similar to to back home that growing up with that hockey was the was the deal the the Buccaneers mm-hmm. for me in high school and then the Lakers that was that was the show in town Friday and Saturday night in December January and February you knew where you wanted to be and that was it well Dom let's get to the bottom of this this football right in at us at us we go we got we have the legend of of football not not being played at us we go because of quote unquote someone dying on the field yeah, yeah. right can you can you can you dispel this rumor for us? Do you have any any insight into this rumor that, that has gone on for years? Rough. Yeah, the only intel I know is it was too rough, and they and they they banned it after that. I honestly have I, I've set aside some time, I don't, some time that I want to dive into this and actually investigate it for my for my own show, my night my, my my daily show that I do because I think I'd love to just get to the bottom of it because people still look at me sideways like your college didn't play football. I'm like no, apparently we were too rough at it and they banned it. From the school so i because I, I would love to look back at the old historical photos of where they played you guys know mm-hmm. now it's heck it's behind that uh is it the hidden, hidden field for, you know the hidden trails back there to it get is the there. hidden but, fields yeah yeah where the football field was um yeah i the best the best i could do to dispel it i don't i don't believe anybody died but that's that's yeah. about as far as i know now there's there's no way you're kicking a field goal there's no way you're throwing a deep ball. There's no way you're doing anything in the air. Okay. You know, I will tell you this. So I moved from the, maybe the crappiest weather town in the world to maybe the second crappiest <laughs> Fargo. Okay. And it is, it is way windier than back home. I didn't think it was possible, really? but I mean, wow. literally the day I moved out here in 2006, I got out of, I got out of the car like, boy, it's windy and it hasn't stopped because literally <laughs> there's nothing to stop the wind here. There's, there's, it's uh, as flat as can be. The next, there's no hills out here. So the next thing is basically, uh, we're talking like the Appalachian Mountains. There's not, that's West Virginia. There's nothing out here. So, yeah, to your point, I, they can make it work out here by throwing the football. I can, I'm convinced they can throw the ball back home. And us we go. 
Dom, you mentioned you've been in uh, in Fargo since 2006. Can yeah. you take us back to when, uh, A, you decided to go to Oswego to pursue a career in sports broadcasting and kind of take us from there all the way your time up to uh, your decision to go to Fargo? Yeah, I uh, obviously growing up um, at Oswego, uh, I knew we had a, a student-run TV station in high school, which I thought that was the norm for everybody. And it was, it still is amazing. WBUC at Oswego High was just, and we got to do everything. Like we had a little portable studio. We went and called football, hockey, basketball, lacrosse, volleyball. We did, I did all of that. And, you know, my grades were never going to be good enough to get into Syracuse, which is good for my bank account now. That was never, <laughs> never going to happen. And I dispute anything about Syracuse anyway, because we produce more on-air talent in Oswego than SU does. Uh, specifically sports. Um, I'll dispute that till the cows come home on that one. Um, and, you know, my grades were just good enough to get into Oswego. <laughs> and as you guys remember, my grades were good enough to get myself kicked out of Oswego as well for, uh, for a semester before I had to get back in. But I knew, obviously, of the broadcasting school there. And it's funny, I think Chris and Kevin, you guys know this story of when I got to WTOP, I remember looking around like, oh my God, the equipment here is behind what I had in in high school, that was like a punch in the face. Um, but it was, it was the chance to do hands-on stuff right away. That mm. was, that was the best part of walking in. I know Jason was there in the fall of 97 to see Chris Watson, who I still talk to and Chris is still doing stuff. And, uh, for the New York state high school league, which is awesome. Um, Tim Ruffin in God, there's so many, mm. so many guys I remember from that walking in. I'm like, and they knew me because we were on television in, in high school. So they had seen me and I'm like, oh, well, this is, I don't know. I'm not trying to try to be this hotshot freshman walking in, but you know, I knew what I wanted to do since I was seven years old and this was going to, the, the goal to get me there. And that I try to embrace everything. That first year I did TV, the second year I started doing radio, have my own nightly Friday night show, which was great. We had so much fun doing that. I started writing for the Oswegonian because I'd never mm -hmm. had done that before. I just, I wanted to immerse myself in everything that I could, which is now turns out I've done all of that. I've done television. I've done radio. I write every day. So it's, uh, that, that helped out immensely there. Um, and I, I wouldn't trade my five years for anything. I had a ball. Um, we, we, we did so much stuff. I think so much stuff now that, the, the kids take for granted, but we were laying the foundation for that. I know Joe talked about that with you guys on your past podcast. We were out there, decided to combine television and radio that hadn't been done before. Can we sync up the radio signal and put it on television? And we ended up doing that, and it was fantastic. We had, it was really hard to do, but we had a ball doing it. And now they do that. I mean, look at what they have out there. Yeah. It's amazing now. It's just I shake my head at it like, holy cow. You know, the, the days of the huge tapes and us trying to record. And, oh, man, it was just some days down there. But I wouldn't trade that for anything. For me, working at the college bookstore right around the corner and everybody could hear me in the TV studio knowing I had to get back to work. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't trade that. that. That was so much fun. So much fun. Just to tie into that, you know, I graduated in 02. I ended up I sent you know, in the days of VHS tapes, I was sending resume tapes out to literally, I think, all. 48 continental states i didn't hear back until actually wstm in syracuse called and they were looking for a photographer it wasn't an on-air position and at that point i'm like you know what let me i just want to get my foot in the door i know what i want but i want to work there and i worked at channel three for for two years i didn't get a chance to do any on-air stuff 
our good friend Justin Vancour was working at WPTZ in Plattsburgh and told me, hey, we need a they're looking for a third string sports guy just to fill in on Christmas Eve and Christmas and New Year's Eve. Would you be interested? I'm like, absolutely. And I drove up, met the then sports director. I did a couple on air takes, which I think Justin still has where I, I I'm sure I mispronounced something. Or as you guys know, I tend to invent words on the air and I probably did that. <laughs> and uh, they said, hey, we'd love to have you fill in. And I, I ended up doing that. So I worked five days a week at WSTM, hop in the car drive to Plattsburgh, anchor wow. like two days on the weekend, and then drive back home and do, I did that for like a month. And I was hopeful that would lead to a job at PTZ. It didn't, but it got my, got my resume reel out there. And I did that for two years, just intermittently filling in in Plattsburgh because I was in a different market than Syracuse. So I wasn't, oh, yeah. you know, c- competing against anybody in Syracuse. And, um, I, I worked at channel three for two years. I started sending out tapes again and then a tiny, tiny, local station in Glens Falls, New York, lovely Glens Falls, the home of the, it used to be the home of the New York state. Ba- do they still have the New York state basketball championships? They there or do. No? They yes. Go. Yes, okay. they do. So I knew that. So, um, but they were going to put me on air. They were just starting local news there. And I did that. Um, took the job with no health insurance, nothing, but it was put me on the air every day. And I was a one man sports department, driving my own car everywhere from, uh, Ticonderoga all the way to Saratoga, anything oh, in between, Lord. I was covering that. And I did that for a year and a half. And then I was like, okay, I started sending stuff out again. And I sent WDAY called me. And at that point, the furthest West I had ever been was Ohio. So anybody with a map knows, I mean, New York and Ohio <laughs> right next to one another. So, um, they flew me, they, in these days, they flew me out there, which is just crazy to think of now. I mean, they could do this over, over Zoom. They actually put me on an airplane, flew me out there, showed me the station. They had a satellite truck at the time, which at that time was a big deal because that's how you did live. I remember calling my dad and I said, if they, if they offer this to me, I'm going to take it. I'm going to, I'm going to go. I mean, it, it was for the weekend sports anchor and the opportunities were pretty, pretty plentiful. Two days later, they called me, offered me the job and I took it. And, uh, I was out there for, uh, I did weekend sports for three years. The, the main sports guy, the sports director left. I applied for that. and The rest, as they say, is history. I've been sports director since. So it's been uh, crazy to say the things that I, I've had a chance to cover in Fargo. If you would have told me that in 2006, there's no way. I thought I'd have to go to a couple markets higher to do it, but I've had a chance to almost cover everything on my bucket list almost but out of fargo which is crazy which is crazy so did they did they read they reached out to you and you you didn't reach out to them they, they I, reached I out said, to no, you i i i i sent them a resume okay. reel, you know and they they ended up calling me back which was <laughs> I, like oh okay fargo all right what do i what do i know about north dakota and i I knew they had a really good hockey team university of north dakota was always on television every year for the uh, frozen four i had no idea about the bison football team until i got out here and you guys, well, I mean, this is Minnesota Viking country. They love the Vikings. Mm. They love the Twins. It, it's so different than back home where um, it's funny because now I've got out here and everybody knows how big of a Mets and a Jets fan I am. People don't understand that the, there's a line there. You guys, like, like you guys are Mets and Giants fans and Yankee or, uh, and Ranger fans where, you know, it goes Mets, Jets, or sometimes for me, the Sabres or the Islanders. There's a diff- I have to explain that to people out here about how the New York fandom uh, differentiates between some people. So, which is entertaining, I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, they, uh, I sent up, they called me back and 
it's it's been I mean, I met my wife out here. We have a, a now three and a half year old son. It's just uh, this is home. I never thought it, but this is home. I've caught your your show on Twitter and some highlights on Twitter. I love the fact that you bring your dad on to make picks, man. You know, that, you know my dad. You know my dad, obviously, Chris, <laughs> from our days in college together. Um, it was something that when I got the, the the Daily Show, I was like, you know what? There's there's one guy I've always talked sports with my entire life. That's my dad. We disagree Amazing. about everything. Yep. My dad is a Yankee fan. Um, uh, and certainly now that you can bet online, it's the best thing ever. So now my dad does the NFL picks and whatever else. And I will tell you this, it is the most popular segment we have. I have people That's amazing. all the time and say, I love that you have your dad on. And we, so he came out here um, this past summer and we went to a FM Red Hawks baseball game. That's the independent league team, American association team uh, that plays in town. And we're getting ready to leave. And a guy stops him. I swear to you guys, guy stops him. Hey, you're Dom Izzo's dad. I watch you all. The, I watch you every week. And he, he just he had a field day with that. That, that. that made his year that somebody recognized him. It was fantastic. Did he go to his head? Oh, there's no doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Absolutely. Now he's now he's trying to say he needs to be paid for every weekly appearance. Of course, comes yes, out. of course. Oh, it's, it's just funny. It, yeah, it's really cool. It's really, really neat. Well, it reminds Reminds me of the Dan Lebetard and his father's yes. show on ESPN. Yes. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yes. And the same thing, like you got to pay me now, you know. Yeah, we're not as good as, as him and Poppy. We have our we have our <laughs> moments though that uh, we disagree about pretty much everything, which uh, makes it highly entertaining. I Excellent. Think. So. Excellent. Well, um, I mean, Dom, you've you've done so much out there in in uh, Fargo, like between calling play by play for sports, TV anchoring. Uh, you do a little podcasting as well. Um, yep. So like what has been, uh, what, what's, what do you look back on the most um, when you, when you think about all that you've done there? Oh, that's a good question. There's a few that come to mind, especially with the news of the day, like the Peter King story today on Carson Wentz, but that was, it's hard to explain to you guys what a phenomenon that was out here because it just took off on its own. It was just like, Hey, he's a really good quarterback and We'll see what may happen with the NFL. And then his senior season went on. He actually broke his wrist. He missed eight games. He came back for the championship game and was like Willis Reed coming back. And he he, he played really well in the championship. They, the Bison won their fifth title in a row that day. And then literally two weeks later, guys, he's at the Senior Bowl and he's standing next to Jerry Jones. And I told my boss, I'm like, this is a thing. We, we need to be in front of this. And before I know it, I was at the NFL Combine. That year I was at the draft in Chicago. He's up there shaking hands with freaking Roger Goodell. And I'm we're, we're covering this as he's going to Philadelphia. I went to Philly three times that year, which was, um, <laughs> as you guys know, Philly, that was something else to go. And, and he was the prodigal son. I mean, he was mm. the, the savior coming from Fargo, North Dakota, to lead the, the Eagles to the promised land. In 2017, he was about to do it before he tore his ACL in December of that year. He was the NFL MVP. I mean, there wasn't a bigger story going uh, in our part of the world, and Carson Wentz being the the quarterback of the Eagles, it's funny to look back at it now, six years later, and how things have played out. But that, and then it happened again with Trey Lance. I mean, it, it, like the fact that they had two quarterbacks drafted in the top three picks of the NFL draft is crazy. And they're, they're, they may have another first round pick, Cody Malk from Hankinson, North Dakota, tiny, like two hundred people, is left tackle. He was the star of the combine. Uh, this past weekend because he's missing his two front teeth. He's got long red hair. I mean, he's a 
stud left tackle, and he could be their another first-round draft pick out of North Dakota State. So that, to me, has been unreal. The football attention that this school has garnered now is mm-hmm. just crazy to me, and it's not going anywhere. It really isn't. They, they're loaded again for Bear here. And, you know, I know they lost last year, but they're going to be really good in 23. But those kind of stories are um, – that's the one that kind of – that sticks with me. I got to go to the World Series in 2008 when the Phillies won because the backup catcher, uh, Chris Coast, is a Fargo kid who was in the minors for three years or 15 years. Finally got called wow. up in 2006, is on the roster, starts in game one of the World Series. I'm there in Philly again when they win it. He's on top of the dog pile. Though that was another one. Like in Fargo, I'm covering the World Series. It's something I wanted to do since I was a kid and I was at the <laughs> World Series. It was. That was crazy. That was just so that one and the and the Super Bowl is the other one because it was right down the road in Minneapolis and the Eagles were mm-hmm. in it and unfortunately that was the year that Wentz got hurt and we were thinking the Vikings were going to be in it because they were they won the Minneapolis Miracle which I was at which was by the way the most crazy thing I've ever seen when Stephon Diggs scored and they're going to Philadelphia yeah. like all right the and they're playing a backup quarterback in Nick Foles they're going to beat the Eagles and they're going to host the Super Bowl the first one ever home team and of course they got crushed by a million um and then super bowl media night carson uh got just like 30 minutes with some local fargo newspaper and tv stations and i'm there with my camera guy we're interviewing carson and all of a sudden i feel guys shoving me i'm like trying to get in as you guys know in the media scrum it just gets crazy and i shove back and i look over my shoulder it's Dion sanders from the and he's working for the NFL network at the time. It's like Carson, what's going on? It's prime time, you know. I'm like, okay, and then my press pass is hanging out, and it's on the NFL network shot. My phone starts blowing up because people can see, hey, I can see NFL network, you know. Like, yeah, that that, that to me was surreal. That was that was pretty cool. Have you ever um, debated moving to trying to move to a bigger market, or are you are you now a Fargo true and true through I, and through? I, I have roots here now with my wife and, and my wife teaches all in, across the river in Moorhead, Minnesota. And um, yeah, I, I have roots here. I did prior to uh, her and I getting together. So I, 2013, 2012, that around then I had been in Fargo for six, seven years. The Bison had won three titles in a row at that point before they won nine now. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, I've done everything I think I want to do. And I started sending stuff out and but we spend so many resources jason in in local tv sports and so many don't anymore um i mean we do we have the bison contract we have the high school state contract for north dakota so we broadcast all those games we put money into tv sports and so many local stations i know back home i look at syracuse i watch syracuse from time to time my old station wsdm never we had two minutes a night for sports i i knew that was that's not a place i really wanted to to do sports ads. So I seeing the landscape of that then it was trending in that direction. That's going to be way less going to local TV. I'm, I was a okay being in Fargo. No one, we, we invested in sports. We, we mm. care about it. We traveled all the, the football away games. I mean, yeah, there was no way I was at that point. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I think the grass may not be greener on the other side. Mm. Even people make so much. And I did when I was younger, about TV markets, like I'm in market, whatever, 100 and Fargo's huge, guys. Fargo has 250,000 people. I don't think people mm. know that. And wow. it's only growing and it's only going to get bigger. 
um, it's a major sports town. It really is. And the Bison are number one at the head of that. And I'm, I get to cover that. That's, that's all I wanted. All I wanted was, you know, can I, I wanted to do play by play. I ended up anchoring, which you guys remember in college, that was what I was worst at, um, which is ironic. <laughs> and I ended up doing that for 10 years. Um, and I was sprinkling in play by play. And now I, I mainly do play by play. And obviously I do my daily show. Um, which is better for me because I'm better unscripted than I am scripted. Um, it uh, it's funny how it all worked out. But sorry to answer that question long so <laughs> long windedly there. But it was uh, it, I looked, but things were just trending, and they still are. If you guys look around the country, local sports does not get a whole lot of attention mm-hmm. in 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 a lot of major markets. Syracuse one that was always the one that bugged me. SU is so big obviously with basketball now football is finally good but we have so many big high schools in the area they never went to yes. oswego i always battled with that at channel three we never went to oswego to cover the lakers we never went to cover the box i'm like what what are we doing like i i, I just i never understood that yeah and we're seeing uh i mean uh, for a while i did some uh, play-by-play for cornell and uh, like the general view seems to be there seems to be colleges more and more are, are kind of doing it themselves. Like they're yep. creating their own sports broadcasting networks. They're like aligning with the conference and you're really not seeing the local radio stations play that bigger role anymore. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how much now, you know, I just saw a couple of the NDSU video guys that they've gone in house uh, to take care of their own stuff. They put out their own mm-hmm. hype videos, all that stuff. Um, and unfortunately with that, there's more, school control so there's not as much critical coverage as there needs to be of of a story that may need that they're not gonna they're gonna be the home team they're gonna say yay 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 for the home team where um thankfully we don't do that i don't do that at wday we have the contract but we cover controversy if a guy quits the team or is kicked off the team um coaches fight i mean we're covering that we're, it doesn't matter if we have a contract and to kev your to your point there's so many now that are just hands off. We're not going to go anywhere near that because nah, that's a controversial story because they're getting paid by the team. You see it all mm-hmm. the time now with the regional sports networks. That's why I so love watching because I have the MLB package and I watch, I have to watch the Mets and I, I can't miss that. And I love Gary, Keith and Ron because they will blast the Mets when they're yes, bad. Yes, um, yes. And I watch, I watch yes network. Cause of course my dad, Michael K, they, they will blast the Yankees. There's so few that, yeah. We watch the Twins out here, and they are so hands-off with anything the Twins or the the Wolves or the Wild do. Um, Well, we came up short tonight because the Timberwolves have sucked for 20 years. Well, you know, they're making (laughs) progress, but they only lost by 25 tonight. It's just – I hate that. I have no tolerance for that watching that on television now, and it's all over the place. We were just talking about that recently, how we used to get in trouble for that in Oswego. Yeah, when we used to do that on the radio, and, yep. and people would yell at us for uh, for for criticizing the team for not playing yep. well. Yep, it's it's too bad you can't be able to tell the truth nowadays because that's the way it is. It's really it's too bad. Uh, Dom, you had mentioned your Jets fandom just a few minutes ago. Um, I, I'm curious to know because the the Jets they need a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> well, among other things, right? I mean, yeah. it's just been a, there. they're not that they're far pretty away, good. I think, now. But can, help us understand where your Jets fandom came from. And then uh, after that, if you wouldn't mind telling us why the Jets are going to screw this up and not get a quarterback <laughs> this offseason. I think because the Mets were first. I'm like, well, this team rhymes with them when I was like four or five years old and went with that. 
Um, and of course, then my, my mom ended up buying a bunch of jet gear. We have, there's a photo. I'll have to find it. Send you guys that Chris has my old jets helmet on. Oh my God. My I house. About that. He has, <laughs> he has it actually on his head from 2002. I will find that. I will send that to you guys. So you can post that. Um, I don't know. That was the team I, I ended up growing up with. It was Kennel. And here's the, here's how life is so weird. Ken O'Brien was the quarterback. I remember the first because he was the Jets quarterback of the late 80s. He actually played in Fargo for UC Davis against the Bison before he went to the NFL draft, which I found this out like, oh, my God, it's like Seinfeld. It's the nexus of the universe. <laughs> like everything was was coming together. It was amazing to me. Um, but, yeah, it was Freeman McNeil, Al Toon, Jeff Lagerman, the, the Jet. Those, those, oh, that was the Jets those of names. my youth. I those love watching those great. guys. And um, they were never good until 91. I think they lost to the Oilers in the first playoff game I ever saw, which was amazing. And then it took another seven years till Parcells was there and they got to the AFC championship game in, in 1998. You guys will appreciate this. Um, 2009, when they made their run with Mark Sanchez, a quarterback, to the AFC championship game, the Vikings made it uh, with Favre to the NFC championship game and lost to the Saints. WDAY was ready to send me to the Super Bowl if the Vikings won. I'm like, oh my God, I'll be able to cover the Super Bowl and the Vikings are going to play my favorite team when I was a kid. They're going to play the Jets. Like, this is, and of course, what ended up happening, the Jets blew it and the Vikings, of course, choked oh, in the man. NFC Championship game. So, uh, it of course, went away. That leads into Chris's second question because the Jets always screw it up. I don't want Rodgers. I don't want any part of Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I, don't want, wow. I don't want him anywhere near the team because he's only going to be there for a year or two. And we already did this with Favre. We did this whole thing with Favre in 2008, and it was great for 11 games, and then he got hurt and was over. I I am – you'll love this. I am a huge Jimmy G fan. I covered Garoppolo okay. in college at Eastern Illinois because he played South Dakota State, and they were <laughs> they were going to play the Bison in the championship game, and, of course, they couldn't play any defense. But um, I he knows Salah. Salah knows him. They don't need a guy to throw for 300 yards. They need a guy that hopefully can stay healthy, which is not Garoppolo's deal, but – <laughs> not turn the ball over and play great defense. And since Derek Carr's off the board, which I wasn't a big fan of that, um, give me Jimmy G and let's roll because I'm, I'm, I, I know what the bills have. I know the dolphins are there and heck the Patriots never go away, but um, it's the jets defense. You guys saw it. It's legit. Man. They it's can very play. good. And yeah. here's the best part. So they played the NFC North this year and they play the Vikings, which of course they blew that game. But they won in Lamb. There's a ton of Packer fans out here as well. It's Packers and Vikings country. So they beat the Packers, which I got to rub it in everybody's face because they won at Lambeau Field. And then, of course, they blew it to the Vikings because Mike White couldn't throw a seven-yard out pass. But, um, <laughs> you know, the retribution came back that week because I had a bunch of people on my show. I was like, hey, how the Jets do this week? And then they didn't score a touchdown for their final three games. That is a total Jets move after that. <laughs> that Thursday night game should have broke Amazon, how they played against the Jaguars that night. <laughs> But you're right, though the jets the Jets are literally a quarterback away. I and got Garoppolo the pieces, has gotten the Forty ers to to right. big time but, games. I mean, Brees Hall is a stud running back who got hurt the fifth week of the season. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, same guy, offensive guard. They're stud. He got hurt the same week against the Broncos. They got those two guys back. Garrett Wilson's a stud. I love their deep. Quinn Williams is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Sauce Gardner. They knocked it out of the park with this draft. Yeah. Yeah, um, the pieces are there. They really are. Even in a loaded AFC, I think they'd be pretty good. 
So how does your take us through your daily show, Dom? What do you what do you <laughs> discuss uh, day in day out there? So um, this time of year, obviously, we're pretty heavy with basketball going on. Um, my show mm-hmm. is on from nine to eleven every day, and it's on our our bonus channel. So it's WDAY Extra. Um, it started out actually on the radio, and it was simulcasting on TV. I so I was doing radio and TV together, and then we just moved strictly to to television about three years ago now. And um, format wise, it's pretty guest heavy. Um, obviously with my dad being the, the prime guest on Fridays, but basically of, of the news of the day. And honestly, guys, I started doing this, um, right after, I mean, COVID started, I was, do, I was doing the show for six months and then bam, COVID hit and we had nothing. I had a two hour show every day with no sports happening for five months. Oh, I, wow. I learned to, yeah. <laughs> to juggle things quite a bit there, um, <laughs> for a five month stretch. Um, but yeah, it's it's topical. Obviously, it's really football heavy because that's what everybody wants to talk about, specifically Bison football. Um, NDSU's big. High school stuff is huge for me because that's the lifeblood of what everybody really pays attention to out here as well. So that's the main stuff we hit into. We hit in the Vikings and the and the Timberwolves and the Twins when the when baseball season gets going. But that's the that's kind of the meat and potatoes of of what we do. Um, football really never stops. College football around here never really stops. We're literally in the heart of March Madness. And I got people asking me about spring ball, about who's going to be the backup center for the Bison this year. Like there's people are just crazy about it. It's, it's fun because there, there's a passion for it, but it's like, there are other things that are happening. Like literally the Bison, if you guys saw this in 2019, NDSU wins the summer league tournament. They have to do the play in game. They, so we go to Dayton, they beat North Carolina central. They win to play Duke. And that's the year Zion was there. So I'm, uh, we're, we're, we went to Columbia, South Carolina. Here's Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill, Mike Krzyzewski, awesome. Zion. And I, I'm there, right? We're covering the game. And I got three Bison fans who came from Fargo. Dom, gay, come here. And I'm like, oh, I got to talk about the game. They're asking me, hey, is Trey Lance going to be any good at quarterback? Uh, <laughs> I mean, really? The, game is on, the game's on CBS tonight. There were 6 million people that were watching, but they wanted to talk about football. It was just, it, that's, that's the nature of the beast out here, guys. It really is. It's crazy. It's kind of like hockey back in Oswego. No doubt. It's absolutely right. It's absolutely no one, true. No one cares about the basketball team now, right? right? They're in the Sweet 16 now, I know. but people care about the hockey team. I know it. That's, that's that's so true. I, I There's so much more interaction, even on Twitter, what I follow for whatever the, the Laker hockey team is doing. I've seen when basketball is mm-hmm. doing great. It's just like not even a blip on the radar. It's crazy. And baseball, too. Oswego yes. baseball has made some pretty good yes. wins as well. Absolutely right. Yep. Who'd have thunk it? Oswego playing nope. baseball. It snowed every year. Pretty much got postponed <laughs> almost know. every game when we were there. Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious to me, too. It's fantastic. Well, Dom, uh, this has been great. Uh, thank you so much uh, for, for taking the time. This is awesome, guys. The fact that you have the name of throwing bagels, because I can remember distinctly seeing people do that, including <laughs> your esteemed co-host and Mr. <laughs> Daglas that did that. Um, never, no, of course not. Never. It's, it's so much fun. And the fact that um, you guys are, are doing this is just hilarious to me and fantastic. And the bonds of this, you know, I know I still talk to Chris pretty well, semi-frequently, and it's great to see Kevin and, and Jason, you guys doing uh, stuff in media. The fact that we all did it one way or the other um, mm. is really cool. It means a lot to me. The thing I could ever figure out was, like, for all you guys coming from downstate, like, you guys are by New York City. Why would you come to Oswego, New York? Like, I want to <laughs> get to New York City. You guys were going the other way. I could never figure that out when I was in school. Um <laughs> 
especially because Chris took me to my first ever soccer game. I don't know if you guys know this. He took me to an MLS soccer game, the New York, New Jersey Metro Stars and the DC United. And I I always tell this story, you'll appreciate this, Chris, of the guy behind us playing the bagpipes for 90 minutes. He never stopped. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. He never stopped playing. But um, the fact that all of us still made our ways, you know, that Joe's doing the Sabres now, there's so many others that are still – um, I mentioned Chris earlier that are doing broadcasting. That means a lot to me that there we, we have such a tentacles everywhere all across the country. That's so cool to me. Really, really is. And the fact you guys are doing this and reconnecting with people is, is the best. I can't wait to listen to more. Well, Tom, that does. Thank you for the very kind words. We, yes, we really do much. appreciate that. Yes. Hopefully we will. We've been doing this for quite some time. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys do it. Yeah. And anytime I can help you guys give me a holler. So, um, because uh, this is this is really cool. And I think for the people that are coming through WTOP and WNYO now and the Oswegonian, I hope they can connect with this, too, because it's a it's a pretty cool uh, family to be a part of. I didn't real I don't think I realized that. Maybe you guys did when we were in school. I didn't until I was out of um, the family that it is, you know, jo- Joe, Justin Vancor, Matt Passer. They were all at my wedding. I mean, that we bonded at WTOP. You know, that was that was where we we connected. And that's that to me, like you guys as well, you know, friends for life. It, it just that'll be the case forever. Well said, Dom. We, we really appreciate your time. We appreciate the kind words. And uh, let's do this again sometime. Sorry for blathering on so long, guys. You, if you edit it, <laughs> fine. Go for it. Everybody else edits me anyway. So do it. So. <laughs> we'll keep it in. Yeah. OK, you can't you couldn't talk as long as Joe Yurden did. <laughs> so that I, I know I will never beat that because you start him on a story and 15 minutes later, it'll be over. I know that. So. All right. Well, th- thanks again, Dom. And, and be well. Thanks, boys. Great to see you. Be well. Take care. All right, guys. See you. And that was Dom Izzo joining us on the Throwing Bagels podcast. Always great to have, you know, one of our former classmates uh, on the on back on the air with with us. That that's really an awesome experience, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's there's not many of us who went on to you know really stay in the in the broadcasting business and you know pursue a full time career just us schlubs who are doing a podcast, you know, he's doing it full time. And he's what? right about the, uh, about the tentacles of, mm-hmm. you know, SUNY Oswego graduates in the, uh, media industry. Um, he's very right about that. We, we, I mean, it's just a, a few of us that really kind of bonded at Oswego, but man, there's so many other people that are, you know, out there. And that's the whole, reason kind of we're putting this podcast together is just to 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 let everyone know hey this is a pretty damn school that puts out really great talent so uh, i really appreciate him saying that yeah and there's great talent coming out you know nowadays right yeah. i mean we've talked about the equipment that they have compared to what we had right so you know the 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 talent coming out now is you know probably even better than what we had way better like it's not even close i mean it, yeah it's i mean there's they have monitors set up all over the place. There's people walking around with cameras and it's just, it's just absolutely amazing what they do now. It really is. That will do it for uh, this week's episode of throwing bagels. Want to thank Dom again for, for joining us. And uh, we are, we will see you again sometime soon. Right. Don't forget to check us out. I don't know when maybe sometime in a couple of weeks uh, (laughs) at a minimum. Uh, So check us out online, throwing bagels.com. 
You can email us anytime, uh, throwingbagelspodcast at gmail.com. And we, we hope to hear from you soon. And we do want to mention that we are uh, launching a blog, right? We'll call it the bi-week blog. And uh, we're going to be posting stuff on our website when we're not doing podcasts. So every other every other Wednesday, we drop a podcast. So the week after that, the weeks in between, we get to uh, see a blog from us. We got one from Chris that's already in the oven, ready to go. So that should be posting uh, sometime next week. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And uh, that's it from here. So thanks again for joining us. And uh, farewell, Chris. Until next time. Until next time. Until next time, Jay. Until next time, guys. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.